0: Nervous laughter. You've been there, huh? You've been there, yeah. <clears throat> you know, it, it's fine. And I, and I don't know if, uh, I think if you've lived enough life, you probably have used that phrase or I'm fine. Uh, you probably had a little bit more attitude to it, right? It wasn't I'm fine, it's I'm fine, you know? And, uh, and really, uh, it's kind of interesting because when we say that, it's not true, And everybody knows it's not true, but we just pass it off like, it's just, you know what? It's fine. I'm fine. Leave me alone. You know, I'm going to suppress it. I'm going to move on. And it's so strange because um, what's going on when we're saying it's fine is we're experiencing an emotion that's inside, but we're not willing to deal with it. We're going to suppress it. We're going to push it aside. We're going to maybe act like it's not there. We're going to blame someone else but we're not going to deal with the emotion. It's so strange to me because, uh, and, and maybe it's because it's not physical. It's something that's going on on the inside of it. Maybe it's because we're not sure what to do with it. Maybe, you know, we haven't been adequately uh, equipped thus this series. We haven't been adequate, adequately, uh, man, that's a big word, adequately uh, equipped um, to, to deal with it. And so we don't know what to do. So we're just going to, we're going to push it down. We're going to suppress it down, suppress it down. But the more that we do that, the more we do, we we just kind of start shriveling up. Like we we can't, we don't feel anything anymore. After a while, we just become numb, right? You you just, you're kind of walking through life and you don't, you really don't feel anything. It's, it's bizarre. You know, in the physical world, you break your arm. What do you you go, to the doc- you go to the doctor. You go to the doctor. Get that fixed, right? I mean, it's like you know, you 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 puncture yourself. You you bleed, putting a Band-Aid on that. Like I, we know what to do in the physical world. In fact, I was watching the Illinois Penn State game. Anybody watched nine overtimes? Are you like what? Are you kidding me? And uh, like the seventh overtime, I think the Illinois quarterback break- breaks his arm. Right, um, and it's so interesting. He didn't say. I'm fine. I'm just going to keep playing. It's amazing. They actually put an air cast on it, and he went to go get it fixed. It's phenomenal. Um, See, we know what to do in the physical world, but when it comes to emotions, we just push it down. And as we do, and we just continue on with life as if nothing's going on. And we think maybe it'll just go away. Maybe it'll just get better on its own. We don't know. But there's some things that we're able to roll off our back. But there's a whole bunch of things that don't roll off our back. And uh, and as we are carrying that, it starts spilling out on everyone else around us. and uh, And so... It's interesting. We kind of start shriveling down, and uh, and it's kind of like my heels in in Nebraska during the winter. I don't know if this happens to you. My heels dry out so bad in the winter time in Nebraska. In fact, my entire body does this. I I you know after I take a shower, I basically take a showered bath in in lotion because otherwise you get the itches, and my heels they 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 get so dry, they start to crack, and then they bleed, and that doesn't feel very good. And, uh, and then I don't, I guarantee you, I don't say I'm fine, right? Because I'm not fine. In fact, what do I do? I apply some lotion. I apply, I do something about, it. I apply a lotion to it, and, uh, and it makes it a little bit better. See, we understand this in the physical world with hygiene, at least some of us do, and, uh, and so, you know, we brush our teeth on a daily basis um, or, you know, semi-regular basis. Some of you brush your teeth like six times a day. I mean, you're ridiculous. Um, you know, but hey, my, my hair's dirty. I, I, you know, I, I, what do I do? I wash it. You know, I don't want my pits to stink. deodorant. I mean, I apply things on a physical nature on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, and we understand this in, in the physical world with, you know, with dental hygiene and, and, uh, and personal hygiene, but when it comes to emotional hygiene, we, I don't know what it is. It's like, it's like there's something in us that, that just wants to set it aside. We don't want to deal with it, and, and maybe we don't know how to deal with it. So that's what we want to talk about in this series, It's fine. But here's the thing, the later we choose to deal with stuff, the greater the consequences of it. The later that we choose to deal with it, it it's, it's, it's growing, it's, it's, like this, it's like this thing that we stuck under a rock and you, you, you peel up the rock and look at it, you're like, oh, it's growing. It's like, oh, right? I mean, later problems become bigger problems. Later problems are greater problems. And if we can teach ourselves to manage it as we're going through, that is so much easier and so much better than allowing these emotional things that that turn into great big things. And if we don't manage them well, they send us down paths that cause more emotion that is negative that we end up pushing down and not dealing with that either so <clears throat> it reminds me of a bumper sticker because um, you know I don't really want to do anything about it but I don't like it so it's like there are two things I don't like number one change number two the way things are did you get it yet are you is it, is it coming all right so yeah it's like I don't want to ch- I don't want to I don't like the way things are are you going to do something about it No, because that would require change, and I don't want to change what I'm doing, but I don't like the way things are. And so we just kind of don't do anything about it, and we just move on and on. See, talking ourselves out of emotional hygiene, it's fine. It's it's not my fault. I'm I'm gonna blame it on someone else. We are masters of deflection, right? See, and and if we can deflect it off, then I don't have to own it, and I don't have to to own the emotion that's tied to it. So I'm just going to say it's fine. I'm going to say it's not a big deal when it is a big deal, and I'm going to say it's not my fault when part of it, if not all of it, probably is my fault. And I own a slice at least of the pie. It's so interesting. It's like going to the mall. You ever been to the mall? You ever been to the mall? I remember growing up in Hershey and uh, I went to Colorado Christian University in Denver. So first time big city. So 500 people, a few million. And, uh, and I go to this mall I've never seen a mall like this. I mean this was not the Platte River mall this this was, this hummer was like, oh my gosh, you know and and uh, it, it would be like you know so if Jen was over here in shopper's world, which of course she would be because she loves that um, shopping that is and uh, and 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 she you know she called and I'm and, of course, this was back before cell phones, but let's just pretend for a second. If she calls, she's like, hey, I'm over in Shopper's World, and I'd be like, where is that? And she's like, well, where are you? I have no idea where I am. See, that's a problem. The map, it really is no good if you don't know where you are, right? This is really important when you're looking at the ball map. You are here. Oh, okay. So I have a reference point. I have a reference point if this is where I am and this is where I need to go, now I have a reference point. When all we do is push our emotions down and pretend like they're not there and not deal with them, what we are actually doing is saying, I wanna get to a certain place. I don't like where I am and I want to get to a different place, but I'm not sure where I am. And how are you gonna get there if you don't even know where you are. And sometimes we push these emotions down for so long, we become so numb that we really don't feel anything and we don't really know where we are. See, you can't get to where you want to be until you know exactly where you are. And so being able to take a look under the hood and do an an inspection of where am I inside? What's going on on the inside of me? What's it like to be on the other side of me? Because that's a reflection of what's going on inside of me. David he talked about it this way in Psalm 139, verse 23. He says, search me, O God. In other words, God, I want you to look under the hood and I want you to look inside of me and I want you to tell me some things about myself. Search me, O God, and know my heart. I, I want you to, to look at every nook and cranny of what's going on on the inside of me to be able to tell me what's going on inside there, because I think I might have some blind spots. There's some stuff that I've just, I have so numbed it, in fact, I, I've, just, I've just set it aside because maybe it's so painful, I can't even look at it. So God, would you search me? I know you know my heart, but I, would you, would you, would you just look on the inside of me? Test me, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Because what's going on on the inside of me is leading me to some anxious thoughts. What's going on on the inside of me, the the things that I'm not dealing with very well, is leading me to a place where I'm having anxious thoughts. It's, it's, It's leading me to a place where it's actually affecting everyone else around me because I'm not dealing with it very well and it's spilling out of me. It's leaking out of me. It's leaking out of me and it's affecting me as far as my own emotional health and my own mental health. So test me, God, and know my anxious thoughts. God, would you point out anything in me that offends you? Would you point out anything in me that leads me not to trust you very well? That's what he's saying. Would you, would you lead me to a place And show me the places where I'm not trusting you very well. I'm not believing what's true. And the result of that is coming back to my anxious thoughts. And then, God, would you lead me? Would you lead me on a path of everlasting life? In other words, would you lead me on a path that I would live as if I'm already in heaven? And when I'm in heaven, I will think, I will have complete knowledge of everything. I will have context for everything. I will understand everything. I will, I will have, you know, I will not have any uh, emotional needs in heaven at all. They will be completely filled. Now, I know, God, it's, it's too much to ask that, that I would have all of that here, but would you help me to live as if that's the case, and, and if I do, I would have the right mindset that would lead to emotional health. See, we have got to pay attention to the emotional pain and not just push it down and not just set it aside and not just deflect it and blame it on someone else, but pay attention to the emotional pain and recognize the root. Emotion. Now, if you're in the room and you're a guy and you're just like, (laughs) root emotion. Glad I came to church today. Talking about my feelings. So here's the deal. Um, So I grew up in cowboy world, farming world, ag world, suck it up world, be a man world. You're a cowboy world. That's a long ways from your heart world. You know, you're going to be just fine world. Get up, dust yourself off world. And I get that. And you know what? I am glad that I did. And I hope America kind of gets back to a little bit of that. But here's the thing. Some of that is encouraging some of you guys to hide. Hide. Because what I've learned about me is behind all of that toughness, it's just a screen. It's just a screen. Behind that, behind that is a guy who has a fear of failure, who has a fear of rejection, who has insecurities. Behind that is a guy who has a lot of emotion. And you do too. And what I want to propose to you is you can be that tough guy, but here's the thing the best men in the world are tough and tender. And when you get the tender part right and you mix that in with the tough, I'm telling you what, that's an extraordinary man. So don't set it aside. This is a big, big deal. So pay attention to the emotional pain. Recognize the root emotion. So let's break this down. What am I talking about when it comes to the root emotion? You're like, Eric, you know, I'm 40. I can't read that anymore. Okay? <clears throat> Just a second. We'll get, we'll get there. So here's a whole range of emotions out here. And, uh, and, and, and then you're going to kind of get, you know, you're kind of tighten it down a little bit, where you're coming down a little bit farther, and then you're going to get to this root, this root emotion on the inside. Here's what I want you to do, to be able to manage this on a daily basis. Here's what we need to get good at. To be able to apply the gospel, to that emotion, to the root emotion. You're like, okay, time out. Uh, You lost me on the word gospel. It sounds great, but I don't know what that means. Okay, we're going to give you a couple of examples, okay? But here's the thing, you know, Jesus predicted his own death, burial, and resurrection, and then he pulled it off. So he's the one I follow. Anyone who rises from the dead, I'm with him. So I'm with Jesus, okay? Now, he's the creator of the universe. He created me, okay? So I'm gonna trust him that what he has to say about me is true, so I'm going to bring it back. Every emotion that I have, the root emotion, I'm going to b- boil it down to that root emotion. What is it that's going on inside of me? And then I'm going to bring it to say, Jesus, did you have anything to say about this? Because this, this is what I'm feeling. This is, this is what's going on on the inside of me. Did you have anything to say about that? Because if you had something to say about that, I want to know what it is. Because I am starting to think about something that isn't true. And here's what happens. You are feeling something that's out here, and, and, and you don't know what to do with it. And really what you're experiencing is this rude emotion. You're not sure what to do with it. You're not sure where to go with it. And so you go back to your default setting. And what is that for you? What is it for you? You go to, you go to the bottle? Is that where you go? I'm feeling, I don't like this feeling. I don't like this emotion. And so I'm just going to go drown it. I'm going to drown it in alcohol. I'm going to drown it, you know what, I'm going to drown it in in drugs. It pushes me to drugs. It pushes me to porn. It pushes me to to unhealthy relationships. It pushes me to eat. It pushes me to all of these unhealthy things that what? what What do those things do? They compound more negative emotions because the consequences of the ends of those things Just bring more negative emotions that I, what, I just push those down too because I don't know what to do with those and I haven't applied the gospel to them so I'm just going to set those aside and pretty soon you're just walking through life as a zombie. You are so numb. That is exactly where our world is. And that may be exactly where you are. I'd be exactly where you are online right now. You're dumb. And you don't know. And so this is a a tremendous series for you to be able to go through. So let's give you an example. Apply the gospel to that emotion. What do you mean, Eric? Okay. So, you know, right now I'm feeling inadequate. I'm feeling inferior. You know what? Whatever that person just said to me. In the in the moments, like ah. Oh, well, that just that just hurt. It made me feel inferior. It made me feel inadequate, which is what? It's an insecurity. What's the root of inadequacy and inf- feeling inferior and insecurity? What's the root emotion to that? It's fear. I'm i am I'm afraid someone's going to reject me. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid they're, they're not going to accept me for who I am. I'm afraid. It's fear. Jesus, did you have anything to say? Does your word have anything to say about fear? There's <laughs> a lot to say about fear. 1 John 4.13, John says, Such love that Jesus set aside his divine nature, came underneath us and served us, thinks so highly of you, for God so loved you, every single one of you in this room, he so loved you that he sent his only son to die for you. Such love has no fear. When when I embrace the, the depth of the love of God, such love has no fear. I have nothing to be afraid of. He has already spoken how much worth I have. I was worth so much to him that he allowed his son to be sacrificed on a cross for me. And he declares that I am his child. And then he says, you have nothing to be afraid of. Trust me. (laughs) <laughs> Such love has no fear because perfect love expels fear, it expels all fear, perfect love, and the only time you will experience perfect love is through the person of Jesus Christ. It expels all fear. And if we are afraid, it's it's for fear of, of punishment. It's almost like I, I'm I'm afraid God's gonna punish me, which means I don't really understand God that. That those who are in Christ Jesus, there is now therefore what? No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if I'm afraid, it's because it's I don't understand the gospel very well. For those who are in Christ Jesus. And, and this shows that we have not fully what? Experienced his perfect love. So I come back to what David said. God, search me. Know my heart. Know my anxious thoughts. I Help me to trust you. Help me to just fall in to the deep end of your love for me. And when I apply the gospel to that emotion, then I have context for it. I have truth about it. And I'm able to then to see it for what it really is. And I'm able to deal with it. All right, let's do another one that we have a lot of. Oh, maybe you're furious. You're furious. Or maybe you're infuriated or you're annoyed. Oh, let's go with annoyed. You're never, none of you are ever annoyed, right? You're not married, are you? So you're, 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 you're annoyed. I'm not annoyed. I'm not annoyed. This is every guy I know. I'm just frustrated. That's what I am. I'm frustrated. Are you angry? No, I'm not angry. I'm just frustrated. You're angry. Okay, let me just tell you. Because the root emotion of frustration is anger. It's anger. So how do I deal with anger? What what do you do with it? Jesus did you have anything to say? Did your word have anything to say about anger? What's the antidote to anger? Ephesians 4, 27. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, don't be angry. He doesn't say that. He created anger. He created the emotion. He knows you're going to experience it. What does he say? He says, don't sin. Don't sin by letting anger control you. Okay? Don't, in other words, don't allow anger to become your master. The minute you begin to allow anger to be your master and to tell you what to do, that's when you lose control and that's when it turns to sin because that's when you're not allowing the spirit of God to control you you're allowing something else to master you you're allowing anger don't let so consequently don't let the sun go down while you're still angry that is not literal that is that is you know th- th- that's Paul's way of saying i want you to deal with it don't just suppress it and set it aside and let it build and let it become a root of bitterness or resentment deal with it don't let the sun go down on your anger you know i want you to deal with it i want you to deal with it quickly for anger gives a foothold to the devil why don't you why do you want me to deal with it quickly paul because if you don't you're allowing the devil a, a foothold in your life in your heart and he's going to exploit it And pretty soon, you know what? Anger leaks. It leaks out of us. All of a sudden, there's a sharp tone in you on those around you that didn't cut you. And all of a sudden, you're cutting them and they didn't cut you. And they're like, whoa, where did that come from? It came from this emotion that I'm not dealing with very well. And so what's the antidote to anger? Anger is a debt-to-debt relationship. You owe me, and I'm going to make you pay. And and so the antidote to anger is forgiveness. And all forgiveness is, is I choose not to make you pay. I'm going to cancel the debt. It is not debt to debtor anymore. And as I look at Jesus... And the debt that I owed that I could never pay, and he could have been and should have been unbelievably angry with me, right? With all of my, all of the words that came out of my mouth towards him, all of my stiff arming him, all of my pride, everything, I mean, he had every right to be angry with me. And what did he do? He, instead of him being angry with me, instead of him just punishing me, what did he do? He took the punishment on himself, and then he canceled the debt. And then he says to you, and he says to me, I want you to turn and do that to the people beside you. Okay, God. That's what you have to say about anger. All right. What is it that they owe me? I'm choosing in the presence of you, Jesus, right now to cancel the debt. They don't owe me anymore. When you apply the gospel to the root emotion, it takes you to a healthy place. See, emotions are messengers. They're your check engine light. And, and, and here's the thing. I know what you're like because I'm the same way. Your check engine light goes on. Some of you ladies, I mean, you're better at this than the guys. I mean, you run right to the car dealer, right? Us guys were like, eh, still running. It's good, right? Just keep driving it. In fact, you've been driving your vehicle with a check engine light on for a very long time, which is fine with your old car, great, fine, but it's not fine when it comes to the inside of us. So recognize what the emotion is. And then know what to do with that emotion. Become good at emotional hygiene and dealing with those things. Crossing, I'm just telling you what, this is this is blocking and tackling for the church. If any of you you're like blocking and tackling, it's football, okay? It's football. It's blocking and tackling. If Nebraska could just do that, we would would win more. It's blocking and tackling. But I'm telling you, the church, I, I don't know what it is, guys. But for some reason, the church is not very good at this. We have historically not been good at this. So the crossing, we have got to lead the way in walking with people who may have all kinds of emotion that they haven't dealt with and it's going to be a, a mess and it's going to be entangled and, and gnarly and hard and, and you're going to have to be able, willing to roll up your sleeves and jump into the mess and then turn around and not just wear the, all of their emotion on you because you can't do that and you can't handle all of that emotion But you can't just wash your hands of it and say, you know what, you deal with that, I'll just deal with this, and you're on your own. But we, what, we carry one another's burdens, we jump into it together and walk with people who, you know what, may have never understood how to apply the gospel to their their emotions. Some people who, you know what, they're on the front end of learning what it means to follow Jesus, some who have, have not crossed the line of faith, they're not trusting Jesus with anything. And so wherever someone might be this morning, online, that we would be a church that is filled with compassion, and we would walk with people, that we would be willing to roll up our sleeves and get messy walk with people who are struggling through this. I hope these tools will be helpful for you as we go through this series. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your incredible love. God, we certainly... uh, are grateful to you for it. Uh, I just, I thank you that you made us emotional beings, and God, I'm sorry that our tendency is to, to push it aside, act like it's not a big deal, just say it's fine, blame it on someone else, and just go through this life numb. That's not how you want us to go through this life. So God, I pray that you would give people courage to take the next right steps. God I pray that uh, that people would go to the discussion questions as, as families, they would talk about these things. God I pray that you would help us as a church to bring and help emotional health for individuals who are struggling. God, I know. I know every one of us is hurting in some way. So I just pray that you would help us to be a church that doesn't just sit on the sideline and spew truth out and truth bombs, but we would would engage, jump in the mess. Pray in Jesus' name. John? Well, hey, Jen. How
1: are you? <laughs> I'm great. Are We on? Yeah, we're so. on. Okay. We're sounds great. Um, Eric alluded to discussion questions. You can find those um, where? Yeah. He had it up on the board there. Now, yeah. they, they took it off, so um, now I don't know.
2: So we'll have the discussion questions on our website. Uh, they'll be linked right with the video. They're also uh, on Facebook and YouTube in the description of Video, so if you want to know uh, those discussion questions, they're all right there.
1: And the discussion questions are just sort of take what he's preached about and just gives you some sort of starting points to yeah, help. Yeah, yes, I think
2: the the whole purpose of those discussion questions was more for uh, like, hey, I, I want to go a little bit deeper on my own um, and kind of think mm-hmm. through some more of these things. So it just kind of helps you go just to that next level on your own or with a group or however you choose mm-hmm. to do that.
1: Oh, perfect. So what do you think? What do you think of this emotional wheel or getting to the root of it? You know what I thought yeah. of was um, at school, working with the kids, and we see kids that start, well, frustration is one emotion yeah. we see a lot of with kids, or, or um, you know, sadness or whatever. And having kids, um, we try to teach them to just stop and then name that feeling and then help them, give them, you know, tools to help them, like, okay, I, I'm feeling frustrated, but, you know, helping them to maybe talk to themselves, or take, take some deep breaths, or whatever, but I think it, it applies very similarly here in this situation, Definitely, to yeah. to stop and go, okay, I have anxiety, but what does God say about that? How can I go forward yeah. with peace, knowing that God is with me, or that yeah. he...
2: And that's one thing that we kind of discovered this week, as we were... Preparing for this message and everything is that the gospel really applies to everything, <laughs> like it, it really does. And so, uh, no matter what you're feeling, no matter what that you know emotion is, you know, anger, frustration, which as Eric says, it's the same thing, um, the root emotion. Whether you're feeling but frustration
1: just sounds nicer. It,
2: it does. I'm it just
1: frustrated.
2: <laughs> but yeah, whatever whatever emotion it is that that you're feeling there. Jesus paid for it, and you, it, you can bring it right back to the gospel and see how God fulfills that uh, emotion. And, and uh, so, man, just hearing that truth of take that emotion to the gospel, it's such a good reminder for us that Jesus, you know, he fulfills us.
1: Well, Crossing, we want to thank you for joining us today and uh, hope that this week this has given you something to think about and something that maybe you can catch yourself this week as you're dealing with something comes up, and you can go wait, 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 wait. <gasps> yeah. Hey, that was a practical message. I can apply what was yeah. just told to <laughs> told to me, and I can and and use it, and um, go forward there, knowing that God is with you, and um, he has provided us with the tools to grasp hold of those emotions, but yet rise above that. Yeah,
2: exactly. Well, we hope you tune in with us the rest of this series. Uh, We've only got two more weeks of it. Um, But, yeah, we hope that you just tune in with us, and thanks for tuning in today. We hope that it was applicable for you and that you can use this uh, throughout the week.
1: And remember, it's fine.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Crossing.
1: Bye.